Matthew Henry's Commentary on the Whole Bible Joshua 18 In this chapter we have, 1. The setting up of the tabernacle at Shiloh, verse 1. 2. The stirring up of the seven tribes that were yet unsettled to look after their lot, and the putting of them in a method for it, by Joshua, verses 2-7. 3. The distributing of the land into seven lots, by certain men employed for that purpose, verses 8 and 9. 4. The determining of these seven portions to the seven tribes yet unprovided for by lot, verse 10. 5. The particular lot of the tribe of Benjamin, the borders of it, verses 11 to 20. And the cities contained in it, verses 21 to 28. The other six tribes we shall find well provided for in the next chapter. The Tabernacle at Shiloh, 1444 B.C. 1 And the whole congregation of the children of Israel assembled together at Shiloh, and set up the tabernacle of the congregation there. And the land was subdued before them. In the midst of the story of the dividing of the land comes in this account of the setting up of the tabernacle, which had hitherto continued in its old place in the center of their camp, but now that three of the four squadrons that used to surround it in the wilderness were broken and diminished, those of Judah, Ephraim, and Reuben, by the removal of those tribes to their respective possessions, and that of Dan only remained entire, it was time to think of removing the taber tabernacle itself into a city. Many a time the priests and Levites had taken it down, carried it, and set it up again in the wilderness, according to the directions given them, Numbers 4 verse 5, etc., but now they must do it for good and all, not one of the stakes thereof must any more be removed, nor any of the cords thereof broken, Isaiah 33 verse 20. Observe. I, the place to which the tabernacle was removed, and in which it was set up. It was Shiloh, a city in the lot of Ephraim, but lying close upon the lot of Benjamin. Doubtless God himself did some way or other direct them to this place, for he had promised to choose the place where he would make his name to dwell, Deuteronomy 12 verse 11. It is most probable God made known his mind in this matter by the judgment of Urim. This place was pitched upon, 1. Because it was in the heart of the country, nearer the center than Jerusalem was, and therefore the more convenient for the meeting of all Israel there from the several parts of the country, it had been in the midst of their camp in the wilderness, and therefore must now be in the midst of their nation as that which sanctified the whole, and was the glory in the midst of them. See Psalm 46 verse 5. 2. Because it was in the lot of that tribe of which Joshua was, who was now their chief magistrate, and it would be both for his honor and convenience and for the advantage of the country to have it near him. The testimony of Israel and the thrones of judgment do well together, Psalm 122 verses 4 and 5. 3. Some think there was an eye to the name of the place, Shiloh being the name, name by which the Messiah was known in dying Jacob's prophecy, Genesis 49 verse 10, which prophecy, no doubt, was well known among the Jews. The setting up of the tabernacle in Shiloh gave them a hint that in that Shiloh whom Jacob spoke of all the ordinances of this worldly sanctuary should have their accomplishment in a greater and more perfect tabernacle, Hebrews 9 verses 1 and 11. And Dr. Lightfoot thinks that the place where the tabernacle was set up was therefore called Shiloh, because of the peaceableness of the land at this time, as afterwards in Salem was his temple, which also signifies peaceable. 2. The solemn manner of doing it, the whole congregation assembled together to attend the solemnity, to do honor to the ark of God, as the token of his presence, and to bid it welcome to its settlement. 
Every Israelite was interested in it, and therefore all testified their joy and satisfaction upon this occasion. See 2 Samuel 6 verse 15. It is probable those tribes that were yet encamped when the tabernacle was removed to Shiloh decamped from Gilgal and pitched about Shiloh, for every true Israelite will desire to fix where God's tabernacle fixed. Mention is made, on this occasion, of the land being subdued before them, to intimate that the country, hereabouts at least, being thoroughly reduced, they met with no opposition, nor were they apprehensive of any danger, but thought it time to make this grateful acknowledgement of God's goodness to them and the constant series of successes with which He had blessed them. It was a good presage of a comfortable settlement to, them, to themselves in Canaan, when their first care was to see the ark well settled as soon as they had a safe place ready to settle it in. Here the ark continued about three hundred years, till the sins of Eli's house forfeited the ark, lost it, and ruined Shiloh, and its ruins were long after made use of as warnings to Jerusalem. Go, see what I did to Shiloh, Jeremiah 7 verse 12, Psalm 78 verse 60. Joshua reproves the unsettled tribes, 1444 BC. Two and there remained among the children of Israel seven tribes, which had not yet received their inheritance. Three and Joshua said unto the children of Israel, How long are ye slack to go to possess the land, which the Lord God of your fathers hath given you? For give out from among you three men for each tribe, and I will send them, and they shall rise, and go through the land, and describe it according to the inheritance of them, and they shall come again to me. 5 And they shall divide it into seven parts, Judah shall abide in their coast on the south, and the house of Joseph shall abide in their coasts on the north. 6 Ye shall therefore describe the land into seven parts, and bring the description hither to me, that I may cast lots for you here before the Lord our God. 7 But the Levites have no part among you, for the priesthood of the Lord is their inheritance, and Gad, and Reuben, and half the tribe of Manasseh, have received their inheritance beyond Jordan on the east, which Moses the servant of the Lord gave them. 8 And the men arose, and went away, and Joshua charged them that went to describe the land, saying, Go and walk through the land, and describe it, and come again to me, that I may here cast lots for you before the Lord in Shiloh. 9 And the men went and passed through the land, and described it by cities into seven parts in a book, and came again to Joshua to the host at Shiloh. 10 And Joshua cast lots for them in Shiloh before the Lord, and there Joshua divided the land unto the children of Israel according to their divisions. Here, I, Joshua reproves those tribes which were yet unsettled that they did not bestir themselves to gain a settlement in the land which God had given them. Seven tribes were yet unprovided for, though sure of an inheritance, yet uncertain where it should be, and it seems in no great care about it. Verse 2. And with them Joshua reasons, verse 3 How long are you slack? 1. They were too well pleased with their present condition, liked well enough to live in a body together, the more the merrier, and, like the Babel builders, had no mind to be scattered abroad and break good company. The spoil of the cities they had taken served them to live plentifully upon for the present, and they banished the thoughts of time to come. Perhaps the tribes of Judah and Joseph, who had already received their inheritance in the countries next adjoining, were generous in entertaining their brethren who were yet unprovided for, so that they went from one good house to another among their friends, with which, instead of grudging that they were postponed, they were so well pleased that they cared not for going to houses of their own. 2. They were slothful and dilatory. It may be they wished the thing done, but had not spirit to stir in it, or move towards the doing of it, though it was so much for their own advantage, like the sluggard, 
that hides his hand in his bosom, and it grieves him to bring it to his mouth again. The countries that remained to be divided lay at a distance, and some parts of them in the hands of the Canaanites. If they go to take possession of them, the cities must be rebuilt or repaired, they must drive their flocks and herds a great way, and carry their wives and children to strange places, and this will not be done without care and pains and breaking through some hardships, thus he that observes the wind shall not sow, and he that regards the clouds shall not reap, Ecclesiastes 11 verse 4. Note, many are diverted from real duties and debarred from real comforts by seeming difficulties. God by His grace has given us a title to a good land, the heavenly Canaan, but we are slack to take possession, we enter not into that rest, as we might by faith, and hope, and holy joy, we live not in heaven, as we might by setting our affections on things above, and having our conversation there. How long shall it be thus with us? How long shall we thus stand in our own light, and forsake our own mercies, mercies for lying vanities? Joshua was sensible of the inconveniences of this delay that, while they neglected to take possession of the land that was conquered, the Canaanites were recovering strength and spirit, and fortifying themselves in the places that were yet in their hands, which would make the total expulsion of them the more difficult. They would lose their advantages by not following their blow, and therefore, as an eagle stirreth up her nest, so Joshua stirs them up to take possession of their lot. He is ready to do his part, if they will but do theirs. 2. He puts them in a way to settle themselves. 1. The land that remained must be surveyed, an account taken of the cities, and the territories belonging to them, verse 4. These must be divided into seven equal parts, as near as they could guess at their true value, which they must have an eye to, and not merely to the number of the cities and extent of the country. Judah is fixed on the south and Joseph on the north of Shiloh, to protect the tabernacle, verse 5, and therefore they need not describe their country, but those countries only that were yet undisposed of. He gives a reason, verse 7, why they must divide it into seven parts only, because the Levites were to have no temporal estate, as we say, but their benefices only, which were entailed upon their families, the priesthood of the Lord is their inheritance, and a very honorable, comfortable, plentiful inheritance it was. Gad and Reuben, with half of the tribe of Manasseh, were already fixed, and needed not to have any further care taken of them. Now, 1. The surveyors were three men out of each of the seven tribes that were to be provided for, verse 4, 1 and 20 in all, who perhaps for greater expedition, because they had already lost time, divided themselves into three companies, one of each tribe in each company, and took each their district to survey. The matter was thus referred equally, that there might be neither any partiality used in making up the seven lots, nor any shadow of suspicion given, but all might be satisfied that they had right done them. 2. The survey was accordingly made and brought into Joshua, verses 8 and 9. Josephus says it was seven months in the doing. And we must in it observe, 1. The faith and courage of the persons employed, abundance of Canaanites remained in the land, and all raging against Israel, as a bear robbed of her whelps, the business of these surveyors would soon be known, and what could they expect but to be waylaid, and have their brains knocked out by the fierce observers? But in obedience to Joshua's command, and in dependence upon God's power, they thus put their lives in their hands to serve their country. 2. The good providence of God in protecting them from the many deaths they were exposed to, and bringing them all safely again to the host at Shiloh. When we are in the way of our duty we are under the special protection of the Almighty. 2. When it was surveyed and reduced to seven lots, 
than Joshua would, by appeal to God and direction from him, determine which of these lots should belong to each tribe, verse 6 that I may cast lots for you here at the tabernacle, because it was a sacred transaction, before the Lord our God, to whom each tribe must have an eye, with thankfulness for the conveniences and submission to the inconveniences of their allotment. What we have in the world we must acknowledge God's property in and dispose of it as before him, with justice and charity and dependence upon providence. The, he the heavenly Canaan is described to us in a book, the book of the scriptures, and there are in it mansions and portions sufficient for all God's spiritual Israel. Christ is our Joshua that divides it to us. On him we must attend, and to him we must apply for an inheritance with the saints in light. See John 17 verses 2 and 3. The Lot of Benjamin, 1444 B.C. 11 And the lot of the tribe of the children of Benjamin came up according to their families, and the coast of their lot came forth between the children of Judah and the children of Joseph. 12 And their border on the north side was from Jordan, and the border went up to the side of Jericho on the north side, and went up through the mountains westward, and the goings out thereof were at the wilderness of Bethaven. 13 And the border went over from thence toward Luz, to the side of Luz, which is Bethel, southward, and the border descended to Adarothadar, near the hill that leath on the south side of the nether Beth Horon. 14 And the border was drawn thence, and compassed the corner of the sea southward, from the hill that leath before Beth Horon southward, and the goings out thereof were at Kirjathbal, which is Kirjathjerim, a city of the children of Judah, this was the west quarter. 15 And the south quarter was from the end of Kirjathjerim, and the border went out on the west, and went out to the well of waters of Nephtoah, 16, and the border came down to the end of the mountain that leath before the valley of the son of Hinnom, and which is in the valley of the giants on the north, and descended to the valley of Hinnom, to the side of Jebusi on the south, and descended to Enrogel, 17 and was drawn from the north, and went forth to Enshemesh, and went forth toward Jeliloth, which is over against the going up of Adummim, and descended to the stone of Bohan the son of Reuben, 18 and passed along toward the side over against Araba northward, and went down unto Araba, 19 and the border passed along to the side of Beth Hogla northward, and the outgoings of the border were at the north bay of the Salt Sea at the south end of Jordan, this was the south coast. This was the inheritance of the children of Benjamin, by the coasts thereof roundabout, according to their families. 21 Now the cities of the tribe of the children of Benjamin according to their families were Jericho, Jericho, and Beth Hogla, and the valley of Kaziz, 22 and Beth Arabah, and Zemaraim, and Bethel, 23 and Adam, and Para, and Ophrah, 24 and Shepher Hamanai, and Ophni, and Gaba, 12 cities with their villages, 25 Gibeon, and Rama, and Biroth, 26 and Mizpeh, and Kephra, and Moza, 27 and Rechem, and Irpil, and Terala, 28 and Zela, Eleph, and Jebusi, which is Jerusalem, Jibiath, and Kirjath. Fourteen cities with their villages. This is the inheritance of the children of Benjamin according to their families. We have here the lot of the tribe of Benjamin, which Providence cast next to Joseph on the one hand, because Benjamin was own and only brother to Joseph, and was little Benjamin, Psalm 68 verse 27, that needed the protection of great Joseph, and yet had a better protector, for the Lord shall cover him all the day long, Deuteronomy 33 verse 12. And it was next to Judah on the other hand, that this tribe might hereafter unite with Judah in an adherence to the throne of David and the temple at Jerusalem. Here we have, 1. The exact borders and limits of this tribe, which we need not be exact in the explication of. As it had Judah on the south and Joseph on the north, 
so it had Jordan on the east and Dan on the west. The western border is said to compass the corner of the sea southward, verse 14, whereas no part of the lot of this tribe came near to the great sea. Bishop Patrick thinks the meaning is that it ran along in a parallel line to the Great Sea, though at a distance. Dr. Fuller suggests that since it is not called the Great Sea, but only the sea, which often signifies any lake or mere, it may be meant of the Pool of Gibeon, which may be called a corner or canton of the sea, it is called the Great Waters of Gibeon, Jeremiah 41 verse 12, and it is compassed by the western border of this tribe. 2. The particular cities in this tribe, not all, but the most considerable. 26 are here named. Jericho is put first, though dismantled, and forbidden to be rebuilt as a city with gates and walls, because it might be built and inhabited as a country village, and so was not useless to this tribe. Gilgal, where Israel first encamped when Saul was made king, 1 Samuel 11 verse 15, was in this tribe. It was afterwards a very profane place. Hosea 9 verse 15, All their wickedness is in Gilgal. Bethel was in this tribe, a famous place. Though Benjamin adhered to the house of David, yet Bethel, it seems, was in the possession of the house of jo Joseph, Judges 1 verses 23 to 25, and there Jeroboam set up one of his calves. In this tribe was Gibeon, where the altar was in the beginning of Solomon's time, 2 Chronicles 1 verse 3. Gibeah likewise, that infamous place where the Levite's concubine was abused. Mizpeh, and near it Samuel's Ebenezer, and also Anathoth, Jeremiah's city, were in this tribe, as was the northern part of Jerusalem. Paul was the honor of this tribe, Romans 11 verse 1, Philippians 3 verse 5, but where his land lay we know not, he sought the better country.